Hello, sisters. Welcome to the Sisters in Zion podcast. My name is Danielle, and I'm from San Diego, California, and I'm here with my best friend, Kirsten. Hi, everybody. Excited to be here. Coming from Hawaii today. Yeah, welcome. And if you're just joining us, we just want you to know, we started this podcast probably about a year or so ago, and it was after, so our friendship, I'll just do a little summary of what it is about, but our friendship started through spiritual discussions and spiritual connection as single girls at San Diego State um, University. And we would just have these in-depth conversations. Um, Both of our personalities kind of mesh really well for us to have in-depth conversations. And one day Kirsten says, we should write a book about all of this stuff we talk about. And then it kind of morphed into, well, we should record what we're talking about. And then all of a sudden we're like, well, we could easily do that and do a podcast. So we decided to do, you know, a podcast, just sharing our friendship. We love the fellowship of women, as well as the men that are listening to this. Um, We love the connection we have with you guys. And we just know if it's helpful for you, if it's uplifting for you, that's great. And honestly, Sometimes we don't know. We just have our conversations. We're just recording them. We don't know everything at all for sure. We're going through our own journey. And that's what we centered this podcast around was conversations to draw closer to Christ. Because that is the learning journey. That is where we're at. And, you know, I'll share with you, I, I've been really focusing. So I've been, and since 2020 happened, it, it definitely took me, of course, by everybody, by surprise, but by surprise, meaning I had a choice to make some life-changing decisions. And one of those was to sell my um, beautiful beach condo here in San Diego. And it wasn't something I was thinking of doing. I wasn't going, going to do it that quick. One day, yes. And then I had thoughts to do a few other things, but this kind of changed that. And what I realized is as a single girl with two cats, I wanted more than anything to spend and be able to spend more time with my family. The majority of my family are inactive members who I just love and have such great relationships and respect for. And I wanted to not be locked down into a house as a single girl, you know, and that made me realized that I wanted to sell my condo. And so I, I listed it, sold, it sold over a weekend for a very high price, which was a, such a blessing for me. And now I am working, I'm in, been in transition since then to go mobile into a camper van and be able to go visit. Cause my family lives all over. In fact, I even have family in Hawaii by Kirsten and can't drive a camper van there, <laughs> but, but I will be going, you know, to visit my family in Colorado and I've got family in LA and Utah and um, wherever else and friends. So I'm excited to be able to spend more time developing meaningful relationships, but the most meaningful relationship that 2020 has reminded me to develop is with my savior. And as I, so what I'm going at is I've been in transition and moving and packing and getting rid of things. And, you know, many of you have probably had some transitions like this this year. So you know what this is like. It is mind consuming. It's been hard for me to focus on a lot of other things. My, I've kept up my prayers and my scripture study, but I feel like it's like my mind capacity with all of the piles of things to sort through has been very 
minimal compared to before where I was grounded and I could just dive in and digest. And I've been literally, you know, going through this pile next. Okay. The next day, this pile, and just, it's been, um, a lot to think about, let alone, you know, building a, a tiny home. And so that's a little, a lot of things to think about too. So anyway, point being, I finished a lot of that project, a big bulk of the overwhelm of it this week. And it has, I cannot believe how much more free my mind feels to have that done and how, how much more availability I have to receive from the savior than I did before with taking care of affairs of the world. And it's been, I don't know, I feel like I'm on a high this week. I'm like, oh, I've got my, my savior by my side. And on Friday night, I sat down to, you know, finally have mental space and to reflect on what do I want to do for 2021? And I read a talk and I want to share a little bit of it with you um, by President Nelson from the October 2020 conference. And I just actually was listening to the talk before it, which was Jeffrey R. Holland waiting on the Lord. And as I was listening to it, then President Nelson's talk that was just kind of wrapping up conference, it started. And there were a few things that really hit me in there that in a different way than it had before when I listened to it in October. And one, I want to share those. And it's really what my, you know, my fast is about right now, as well as what my focus for 2021 became. And he says in here, you know, as he's wrapping it up, he says, we live in a glorious age foreseen by prophets for centuries. This is the dispensation when no spiritual blessing will be withheld from the righteous. So that, I'm going to read a few more things, but that hit me. And so that means that I have to seek these blessings and invite them in and receive them. I was so excited. He is telling us that no spiritual blessing will be withheld from us. What does that mean? Which spiritual blessings? Mysteries of God, translation, how many more amazing blessings are there that we could actually access. So that, that really hit me. And then he says, despite the world's commotion, the Lord would have us look forward to the future with joyful anticipation. Let us not spin our wheels in the memories of yesterday. The gathering of Israel moves forward. And he says, and this is where I want to kind of skip over to and end on this part. The challenge for you and me is to make certain that each of us will achieve his or her divine potential. That just, that all that part just stuck out to me, like speaking about the future with joyful anticipation, because I don't know about you guys, but in November with all of the election and all of, you know, all these things going on, the division, it's, it's, it gets a little unnerving to think about what the future will be, be about. But when he says that no spiritual blessing will be withheld, that that means we have a joyful anticipation to look forward to with our future, right? I mean, that's huge. And then the third thing is achieving our divine potential. And it was just like this charge and it got me so excited. And I know one thing Kirsten has said before 
that you, the Lord has said to you is the best is yet to come. And so that has been reminded in my mind throughout this weekend. I'm like, oh my goodness, there is so much we can access. Oh yeah. I love that. I love that. Thanks for breaking that down into three points too. Like that's nice. It's nice for everybody just kind of sit and ponder on that. One thing that comes to my mind when I think about the best is yet to come is experiencing these things in real time. I think that it's quite easy for us to always look to the future of, oh, it's, it's coming. Like, well, it's not going to always be coming. It at some point will be present. You know, it's not just a, oh, it's like when you're waiting for Christmas to happen or you're waiting for your birthday or something, you know what I mean? Like at, at some point, the reality of it is now, you know, and I was thinking about the things that we can do to experience the now and what the Lord wants us to do to experience the now of those gifts, right? Not them being in the future, but them being now. And I'm formulating something in my mind. I love the way the spirit works, right? Like it's not always just like this plonk, like here's the answer. You know, it's more of like a leading you to these things. So one thing that I've been really noticing lately and and the prophet, when he gave his special message for us, you know, a few weeks ago about being grateful, right? I was noticing how there's always a choice on what you're going to focus on, right? Like, I mean, you and I, Danielle, like we could sit here and talk about like all the things that are wrong and there's just a lot of scary things or a lot of things that are frustrating things. And, you know, those are real problems. I don't mean to act like those things aren't happening, but there's always something good too, right? There's always something good. I feel like what the Lord is trying to teach us is the one of the foundational principles of receiving more gifts from him is the the physical mental action of looking for the good like it's actually like this power where you like turn the dial and you actually point it in the direction of the good of his spirit of bringing in more light to any situation. It's actually how I, I was feeling the other day. Like it's, it seems like it's almost how we will call in the Lord to the earth. Like we, we, by doing these things and in real time, choosing to be grateful, to look for the positive, to call in the good, to serve our brothers and sisters, like to do those things, no matter what, the situation is that's how we call in those gifts to us. And it's just like, if you were a, you're, you're just, you know, I have five children and and I see the way that they learn and it is always like line upon line. It's like one, it's like, this is what a number is. And then this is how the numbers are in order. And then this is how the numbers add together, you know, and I I feel the Lord teaching us right now. These are what the numbers are, you know, (laughs) like that's where we're at right now, right? Like these are what the numbers are, Dr. Danielle and Kirsten. (laughs) And we're like, oh, numbers. Okay. I get it. I see the numbers and the Lord is like, do you really see the numbers? And we're like, um, no, I don't know. You know what? You're right. I actually don't know. (laughs) 
I don't know if I see them because I'm so bogged down with my stories and my perceptions of this world and like what is around me and the Lord is like do you see the numbers and we're like yeah we see them right we're fasting just to see the numbers we can't start adding the numbers together if we don't even fully have a, a, an actual concept of what the numbers are mm, that's such a great way yeah just a little example yeah I love it. it's a great way to break it down and I and as you were saying that I was like man he is so patient because probably from his infinite of where he's at, we are kind of like these like dumb, ignorant little beings. But I mean, he doesn't think of us that way. He thinks of us with so much love. He loves us so much. Yeah, but we are actually in preschool. But and he's like patience. doing trigonometry. He's doing trigonometry with the numbers. And we're like, numbers. Huh? can I and then we're like can I have a snack <laughs> I need a nap yeah I'm tired I'm done totally he's so patient with that and you know I liked that you talked about it's like looking for what is the silver lining and how to like not let your emotions like be whipped around like the waves of the ocean like, like the media, I feel like really plays your emotions and that's not a good thing. And I was thinking about like this morning, I woke up to a text message from American Express saying that there's a potential fraud, fraud on my account. And it was, I didn't do some, I guess some, uh, order, um, this morning that came on my card that was not mine. And my you know, kind of first, you know, mortal reaction is, ah, oh, geez, you know, I might start my Sunday. And then I thought, who cares? It's fine. Just call and fix it and go on. Like, it's like, do you see, like, why do I have to emotionally, you know, going, Oh, what a bummer that sucks. You don't, you don't need to. Mm. And I immediately, like you said, we have the choice, the choice. And I went, cool. Okay. Just called them. Yep. It's not mine. Cool. New card. Okay, great. Deal with it. Just, it's yeah. like, I don't even need to put energy there. And it felt so freeing when we take that, that choice our right to choose every single moment, how we can see and feel about a situation when we are lost in how to do it, we can ask God, how can I see this situation through your eyes? How can I see this situation with love? Mm. And that is so freeing because he sees everything with freedom, like with free from any bondage and You know, as I've been reflecting and asking him, okay, I'm back. I have mental capacity. I'm sorry for how I operated. I'll take it through the atonement of Jesus Christ. I'll take it through the repentance process because I'm always looking to improve how I function. And I love the atonement and I love repenting. So why not? So I, I took it through there. And on Friday, I just, cause I, I literally like moved into my new little, you know, temporary place with all my stuff is shipped off to storage. And I was just like, oh, I can like be done with piles. And so I said, all right, I need to know what are some things I can do right now? What are those numbers I can do right now to stay focused and to just stay so much more connected with thee? Because I had just read that talk and I said, I want to take what president Nelson said and fulfill my divine potential. Like I do not want to miss fulfilling my mission in this life. 
And so I asked him those baby steps and I'm glad you brought the numbers up because what's really interesting, I'm excited to tell you this, Kirsten, I got numbers in my head. I am not joking. I got numbers. What? Yes. That's, okay. Let me just say for a second, I didn't plan any of what I just said to you. It just like, it just flowed through me. And I, and I've been sitting here as I've been, you know, listening to you, I've been sitting here thinking, why did I say that? Like, that was, that was cool. That was a cool preschool example. So anyway, wow. Yeah. Wow. wow. It was okay. really funny. I can't know. wait to hear. Yes. I was so excited. So he gave me two numbers in my head and then it was interesting. The two numbers came to my head, but it was like an entire like USB drive got uploaded and the whole, I got an entire understanding of what those numbers meant. So the numbers are six and 10. And it was really funny because the understanding was he gave me this understanding between the hours of six and 10 AM and six and 10 PM, no social media, no news media and no emails. It was just like, like for me to cut my, cut those out and spend those time be in a, with him. But that, that time is when I'm, I'm taking care of my cats. I, you know, I'm getting ready for the morning, listening to talks, like just going for my exercise, my walk down to the beach or, um, you know, at nighttime, it's when I'm wrapping up my evening and not, you know, jumping on a computer again or my phone or whatever. And, it made so much sense to me. And here's why, because if you look at brainwave and he knew I would know this, right? You look at brainwave patterns, right? So between our hours, just generally when we're in beta brainwave mode, which I am right now, right? We're recording this in the middle of the day. Your brain is on high power beta. And you're just like, yeah, I can digest. I'm thinking, you know, it's very knowledge and like, you know, critical thinking, those types of things, which is great. But in the other times when you're in the morning and the evening, right, you go into your lesser brainwave patterns, which ultimately get you to theta brainwave, which then gets you to um, deep, like, you know, delta, alpha, delta to go to sleep. So what's interesting, the evening and the morning, your brainwave patterns are starting to slow down. When you bring on social media and you bring on these other things um, into your brain and news and you start trying to go back into beta, you don't allow your physical body to slow down so that your spirit is on the forefront. And he was, he like this whole download came about it. And I was like, oh my goodness. And so preserving for me, guarding that time between six and 10 AM and six and 10 PM so that my spirit is on the forefront. That's how I receive my savior, because that's what I was asking. I need to know what's my mission and how to achieve my divine potential that the prophet is telling us. And that was my answer, six and 10. Like if I want more than just the numbers, I need to make availability. And it just, it got me so excited. And so I've only had a couple of days of doing it and it's been awesome. I just, I feel like I can just talk to him and hear him and I'm not like, oh, well, what did so-and-so post on Instagram, you know? Or is there a new yeah. thing about the election? You know, I'm like, I can... I can look at that stuff between the hours of 10 and six. Why not? But guarding those special time where your body slows down and your spirit is on the forefront is how I'm going to hear him, how I'm going to receive what my, how to fulfill my mission. What is my mission? What are those numbers? How to add them up? That's amazing. And that's a gift. 
that is a special gift of the spirit you've been given in the present moment. Like there it is. It just came, you asked for it and, and there it is. That's so amazing. I love it. I'm so excited to see what comes uh, through for you and, and, and what comes through every day, right? Like it's just, it's not a in the future thing, right? That gift came right to you and they'll continue coming right to you. I love it. I wrote down in my notebook, how can I see all of these opportunities through the eyes of God, um, particularly, you know, any problems that I'm trying to solve, right? Like certain things that we all, we all ruminate on them, right? Like with our business, especially, and I would say our families and certain things, it's always, how can I see that through the eyes of God? Um, I had an experience actually kind of like, oh, well, I, I believe that we receive gifts from God, spiritual gifts from God, and, you know, those things sound lovely, right? Like, like oh, I want a spiritual gift. Oh, it's, it's like Christmas. Like, will, will he wrap it up in a pretty bow and give it to me? Like, <laughs> maybe not. Uh, maybe you're receiving a spiritual gift from God right now and you don't even know it because it's hard. And it in no way, shape or form to you looks like a spiritual gift. So, um a couple of weeks ago, actually the day after Thanksgiving, Danielle, I had kind of shared this with you. Um, I received what I believe was a spiritual gift from God, but it came through a very, very dark, maybe the darkest actually moment I've ever experienced in my life. I mean, it was like being in hell, actually. It was very interesting. And, and I'll, I'll preface it with this. Um, for the, the week before this happened, I had this, like, I kept sensing this dark shadow following me around and, you know, being kind of who I am and the tools that I have, you know, I'm like praying and listening to conference talks and going through my affirmations and using essential oils and eating really clean and, you know, just doing all the things in my physical nature that I could think of to try to get rid of, you know, exercising and just all of that, being around friends and loved ones, all the things, but there was just a feeling there. It just would not go away. And so the day after Thanksgiving, it just happened. It has nothing to do with Thanksgiving, but I, um, my husband and I got in it. We had a misunderstanding, a miscommunication, a misunderstanding about where, where he was going and where I was going and all that. Right. And so something happened and it triggered me to, to have this emotional release. And I just, started sobbing and heaving and wailing. And I just was so mad. And I was, luckily I was in my garage and, and here's what's so amazing about it. Like, I know that this was a gift. I know I needed to experience this, but it also was like really freaky. Like my husband was like, Oh my gosh, are you okay? You know, I was in my garage and I was able to just push the button on the garage door and as that garage door just started like, you know, slowly rolling down automatically and, and I was like, you know, enveloped in darkness, like there was no lights on. I was just in complete darkness, but I had been working out. And so there was music that was on, but this music, it was different. I don't know. I'm just on Spotify. So whatever comes up, you know, I'm just listening to it and the music that was on the darkness that surrounded me and just the place that I was in. I was able to just freely release. I felt like I was crying 
from like my entire life, like all the pain, all the emotion, all the buildup in my body, everything about 2020, everything about building a business for 12 years, everything about birthing five children, everything about being eight years old, you know, not that there was anything particularly significant there for me, but there's so much there for all of us. You don't remember all the crap that you were sad about when you were eight years old, but your body does. Your body holds on to every single thing and stores it away. And I actually even felt like I was crying for my future cries, like my future sadness. Like I was just really in it and I didn't want it to end. I actually finally got to this place where I wanted to feel so real and so raw. This, this real emotion of being alive in my body, not dulling it, not saying it's okay, not pretending like it's all good, knowing that the savior was with me, but also knowing that I needed and wanted to feel all of it. And it, it was such a powerful release. It went on for about an hour and I just like, it was amazing and, and scary and weird and amazing all at the same time. So my point in telling you this very, you know, very vulnerable experience for me is that the spiritual gifts don't always come in this like bright, shiny package. And yet right before this, um, before I like got triggered, I had text Danielle cause I could, I could kind of feel it going, you know, coming on. And I, I, I wish I could remember what I texted. I could go back and look, but, um, anyway, I won't take the time to do that. But basically I was just, I think I said something to you, like, when is it okay for things to not be okay? Something like that, you know, like, is it okay for me to freak out? You know, like almost like I needed my best friend's permission because I really value, Dan- you know, Danielle, like I really value you. I, I, I like to push things through the filter of like what you think about it, you know, just to help. Like we all do that with our friends. Those of you who are listening to this podcast are probably like, oh, Kirsten had a freak out. Okay, I can have a freak. You know, we, we seek that validation from our other, from our brothers and sisters in these human bodies to see like, okay, is this, is this normal? I don't know if this is normal, right? Anyway, I text her before and she was texting me as I was going through this and it was just, it was really special. And I just told her, I'm like, I'm going to go down in the hole. I'm going to go down into the deep, dark hole. And I know you'll be there for me when I get out. And, you know, and you were, and you even had some connection to my experience too, right? Did. Yeah, it was, it was awesome. I mean, for those of you who maybe don't know Kirsten very well, she doesn't cry often. She doesn't like get like, you know, emotional like this very often. So when she texts that, I knew like something was up like that, you know, you must need to release is really what it was. Crying is an emotional release and it's actually a healthy release. Um, and so, you know, uh, and I, for those of you who don't know me, I'm a mental health clinician. So I was like, you know, on that sense, I'm like, yeah, go do it. Stay in your safe spot. It's, it's um, absolutely good. But the thing when I saw that she was going through that, I immediately, as I was, I was actually hiking on a mountain and I said a prayer, I said, heavenly father be with her. And it was just a kind of a prayer of command. And I immediately saw in my mind, even though she was in this dark garage, I saw the savior's light all around her and him around her and him allowing her a safe space to freak out, to be sad, to grieve the process of 
everything that we've gone through in our entire lives, let alone 2020, grieving like, you know, the talk that um, President Nelson, he says, talking about making Christ our new normal, not not looking back on what was yesterday, but looking forward to what is now. And that's our new normal is a closeness to Christ. And I just saw that for her. And it was, and I texted her, I said, Christ is with you. You're, you're okay. And I just, I love that about the atonement and their patience. We started this off talking about how patient they are with us. They're patient and loving, even when we choose to experience things in mortality like you went through is like I'm going to put the loud music I'm going to scream I'm going to yell I just I just need to get this out and he's like yeah do it and I sometimes feel that we may immediately judge ourselves and be like oh no I gotta hold it all in and that's that's not true I mean it may it may be in some circumstances it may not be just what do you need what do you feel you need to overcome to grieve to release so that we again continue to function a higher level I was saying about you know when I was packing and moving and that I felt like my whole mental capacity was just so limited and that's okay if that's where I was in this and at that time I immediately took that to the atonement and said you know atonement of Christ and I said hey I want to be able to function higher when things get a little chaotic and so that's okay too, but it, it's just, that's where I was at. And we're functioning. If we have that grace for ourselves that we're functioning exactly where we're, we're at. And that's, there's nothing wrong with that. I love that. I actually was reminded there was something I, there was a point I wanted to make when we were talking before, and now I'm reminded of it. So I want to bring this all together. When we hear people say, Oh, 2020 was just the beginning right? Things are going to get worse. We're going through, we're going to go through some more, you know, tumultuous times and this and that, you know, I was, I was kind of thinking about that. I was like, Hmm, what does that mean? Like, first of all, I don't really like it. I don't really like to talk about the future like that. I don't, it doesn't feel good to me to like, I don't get scared and worried about things. You know what I mean? I just not in my nature. I don't, I personally do not believe that that fear comes from God at all. I believe that Satan's wording, like the, the narrative, Oh, it's going to get worse. Oh, I'm like, Oh yeah. Well, who says it's going to get worse? Like maybe the opportunity for us to choose light from darkness will become more apparent in our lives, right? And that's why I feel like right now, these experiences that we're having where God is just showing us the numbers, you know, hey, these are the numbers. This is what you have to work with here. Let's start here and become very aware of what you have to work with. You can choose this one or this one. Which one do you want? You know, and we're like, Sometimes I'm going to choose the darkness. I'm just going to choose it. I need to experience it and and walk in it and bathe around in it, you know, and God's like, oh, that's so good. I love you so much. Look at you in that darkness. You're so beautiful. I love you in that darkness. Here's the, the light is over here. (laughs) Do you want this one yet? And we're like, yeah, yeah, I think I want that one. Right. So we're just becoming aware right now of these opportunities to notice which things make us feel light and which things make us feel dark, right? 
it's important to have a very keen understanding of what that is. And that's going to look different for everybody. Not everybody has to go freak out in their garage, but everybody does need to recognize these are the actions I take. These are the thoughts that I choose. These are the things that I feel every day that I feel light. And these are the ones that make me feel dark, right? So I do think that that's like the beginning stages of how God is teaching us right now to receive more spiritual gifts from him to discover our truest potential, right? And then I would just say that as things continue to quote, get worse or, oh, time's going to get harder or whatever, I just look at that as an opportunity to keep sharpening our skill of dividing the light from the dark. It's like, oh, there's more dark now. Like, oh, okay, great. So there's more dark. So that just means that we become more skilled, more available, more capable of discovering light as there is more darkness. So I don't look at future like, oh, it's going to get worse. I just look at it like, oh, I'm going to just keep, and I'm not saying it's easy. Okay. I'm not trying to be like, oh, it's no big deal, right? It is a big deal, but that's why we are given these opportunities every day in these loving environments. When we stay close to God, he's like, oh, I've got you. I've got you. Like, don't worry for a second that I don't got you. Even when you're in your darkest time, like there will be something I will show you. There were, and there were numerous things that happened in that garage that day that were like undeniable. Danielle texted me at exactly 10, 11, and I took a screenshot of it. And if you know Danielle and I very well, you know, 11 is like our whole like worldly witness of God's love for us among many different things. Right. Yeah, absolutely. I like that, you know, you're bringing up that permission to, you know, have the emotions that you feel for, you know, the loss of the life that we did know, the loss of Babylon, you know, in a sense, and how we've been, you know, intertwined with it. And you um, having that permission versus like, oh, I shouldn't feel that way. And if you know, you know, Kirsten and I, we've always talked about don't, don't should on yourself. That's just it, it, it. That's a judgment that does not come from God. And I love, you know, as you were talking, it was, it reminded me of a talk that I just read again by, I've been rereading President Nelson's talks since 2016. And maybe on the next pod or two, we'll, we'll share um, kind of a summary because it's been phenomenal. I printed them all. And I just read the one, this is from, uh, I don't even know. Oh, April, 2020 Enzyme. And he talks about, he says the time is coming. So it's kind of wraps up like what Kirsten was just saying, when those who do not obey the Lord will be separated from those who do that light from that dark will become ever more apparent. And in here, he has a reference to doctrine and covenants 86, one through seven. And it, and I went and I was like, Oh, what's that? So I looked it up. It's the parable of the wheat and the tares. And the Lord gives Joseph Smith the interpretation of that parable. And I just never really read it in this way before. And he says, the Lord tells Joseph Smith that the, the field in the wheat and the tares parable is the, is the world. That's Babylon. The tares is Satan and the wheat is the church. The tares choke the wheat, driving them into the wilderness to separate themselves from Babylon. So, you know, kind of wrapping up what we've been talking about, that light and that darkness and the new normal, like uh, President Nelson's talk is that it's Christ. 
there is no going back to Babylon. It will get different in our world. It won't be the same. It, there's, there's no way the light and the dark is going to become ever more apparent. And, and we will have to choose which one to separate ourselves in. And we will have times we'll, we'll need to grieve and be upset about the loss and the emotions and, and get those out of our system so that we can then feel fully convicted to be in the light. That's so good. And I can see, and I hope you guys will start to see also maybe take some of these thoughts and ponder on your own and ask God and study this out in your mind. What I can see is this is how the gifts of the spirit are being brought to you. Like it's, it's the process. It's kind of like when you, when you read a book and you think that you have like an understanding, but most of the beginning of the book is like setting up, you know, it's like the setup and, and you have to understand this character to understand this plot and this part to understand this thing, you know? And, and sometimes in the beginning of the book, it's a little bit annoying because you're just kind of like, ah, why is they going on and on about this? Right. But it's all going to come together. All of these things, all of these experiences, the light and the darkness, the lessons and just the whole thing. It's really setting us up. And I, I, this is not a dress rehearsal. This is not something that's happening in the future. It's happening now. We are doing it now. And I love the part of the talk where, where president Nelson says we are in a time where no spiritual gifts will be withheld from you. And I just want you to feel and understand the way that the way that we do that those spiritual gifts are happening now in the present. God works in the present. It's not for some future date. We are preparing today to bring in more light and truth. And I, when I think about light and truth, I think about the savior and I think about, I'm trying to figure out like the, the, the actual way that it will happen. Do you know what I mean? Like the physicality, like the, the, I don't know, the, the actual way that Christ will come. And there's so much preparation in our hearts of choosing more light to create this space in this planet, in this realm for him to come. Yeah. You know, and I, as you were saying that things aren't going to happen in a lot of ways we expected or hoped or thought and letting, letting that go and letting God show us like when you, we talked about that no spiritual blessing will be withheld. Well, how can it be better? And, and the thought that came to me is we've been planning and talking about Kirsten and I for years that on her 40th birthday, we were going to be in Paris together. This has been, I mean, about 15 years now that we've been talking about this. Cause I lived in Paris in 2006 um, and that year I was, she kept saying, I want to come. Like, I know we got to have you come over here. And she's like, I'm going to go with you. And so she's never been, and we've always planned this trip to Paris. That's this April. And we don't know. And so we, but who's counting. <laughs> right. Right. Sorry to like, no, it's it. good. No, no, it's but, so good. I love it. <laughs> but we've talked about like, we don't know if that's really possible with the, with the global situation going on right now. And 
and instead of being like, oh, you know, what, what we did was we had a conversation about it, Kirsten and I did. Um, and we said, you know what? The Lord will remember all of our desires and somehow, some way, and someday you and I will get to go to Paris, just like we dreamed, whether it be this April or whether it be who knows some other way during the millennium. I don't know. Like we yeah. just have so many things that the Lord has so many, so many greater, uh, what am I trying to say? Um, greater blessings for us. And, you know, we just, I guess the part that all of this wraps up to is where are we putting our faith? Yeah. And I hope that when, when I hear you talk about that, I hope that our listeners feel like they have permission to dream and imagine and create. I mean, I'll just tell you guys, I, I, I think really big, like, I'm like, oh yeah, what if we, you know, somehow we have some new technology that comes out and we just get to like, you know, teleport to Paris, you know, I'm like, Hey, what else is possible? There's so many things. And so I think a lot of us, maybe like as adults, we don't give ourselves the permission to dream and just take time to just get quiet and draw and create and like, you know what I mean? Like really express through movement or smell or taste or touch or whatever, like to really conceptualize something really beautiful and creative and think about how creative God is, like how magnificent they are to have created all of this beautiful world and experiences for us. And there's so many other possibilities that one of my favorite phrases is what else is possible. And it's all possible with God. It's all possible by listening to him and following his teachings. So we are truly grateful to be able to share our, our real life experiences with you, our testimonies of our savior and of our heavenly parents and knowing of their love for us and our potential to become more like them as well and and really really discovering what that means through our divine potential and you know danielle i'll just say one last thing about when you said i don't want to miss out on you know my opportunity to become like the greatest in my greatest divine potential like my my instant thought is like you won't like you won't like it's it's impossible it is your program right and to become your divine potential and who you are. Um, and it's, it's up to us to really experience that every single day. And I'm just going to go back to that. It's, it's, you are living your divine potential every day. It's not a future experience that you're going to arrive at. It is who you are in every single moment of every single day. So just encourage all of you to invite more light and power and positivity, um, and also acceptance of the darkness and the light that is, is within each of us, right? And then being able to see that and, uh, and always allow our Savior to lead us. So thank you so much for listening with us today. We love you. So grateful to have you with us. Hope you're experiencing, you know, your own divine gifts. And we'll look forward to connecting with you on our next episode. Bye. Bye. Thanks, everyone.